Section 13 of the History Teacher's Magazine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Annie Rowe. The History Teacher's Magazine, Volume 1, Number 2, October 1909, Section 13. A New Textbook on American History by James and Sanford. Reviewed by John Sharpless Fox, Ph.D., of the University High School, Chicago. The new textbook by James and Sanford is an advanced and compendious manual for use in high schools. In it, the authors have escaped in some large measure the fault common to some of our older texts of writing an essay on American history. On the other hand, they have avoided the more grievous error of dumping a mass of undigested facts into their book. They have borne in mind the important principle that generalizations, to be useful, must be accompanied by facts. The how and the why are explained in this text, and the authors do not assume an undue intimacy with providence. It has been their aim, they tell us, to give the main features in the development of our nation, to explain the America of today, its civilization and its traditions. They have sought to emphasize the achievements of men and women in the more important fields of human activity, the political, industrial, educational, and religious. Military phases of our history have been subordinated to the accounts of the victories of peace. They have given unusual attention to the advance of the frontier and to the growth and influence of the West, and particular care has been taken to state the essential facts in European history necessary to the explanation of events in America. Unlike some of our older books, and the parson who announces his text and bids it adieu, the authors have given no separate chapter or section to physical geography, but have called attention to the influence of geographical conditions in connection with events and conditions as they arise. In the opinion of the reviewer, this method has received a large measure of justification in the event. In the matter of proportion, the authors have assigned much more space than is usual to the period following the Civil War, and considerably less to the period from 1789 to 1860. Yet the latter does not suffer thereby. The book is divided into chapters, 31, with appropriate titles, and marginal notes indicate the contents of the paragraphs. Information of a more advanced and supplementary character has been placed in smaller type, which may be omitted by teachers lacking time or at discretion. It is not clear, however, why the Ordinance of 1787 should be relegated to this minor position. Colonial History the account of the thirteen colonies is of sufficient fullness to show clearly the origins of the people and their institutions. It is, however, a matter of regret that the authors have not made it clear that the thirteen mainland colonies who won their independence were not the only English colonial establishments in America. The discovery of America is made reasonable. The varying motives of English and European colonization, and the principal difficulties in the way of permanent settlement by Europeans in America, are clearly set forth. The fact that the Puritans were political as well as religious refugees, of a practical character, and not merely religious idealists, is made clear. The land systems prevailing in the different colonies are explained, and the more general statement is made. The great underlying economic fact of this colonization was the existence in America of boundless areas of cultivable land that might be had on easy terms. 
the indians are treated in their contact with the whites and their degeneracy is made the occasion of general remarks on the inevitable consequences attending the contact between a superior and an inferior race here too the land question is shown to be fundamental the influence of the fur trade in this and later times is dwelt upon a notable statement of the seventeenth-century colonial conditions and of eighteenth-century problems occurs on pages one hundred one through one hundred two social and economic life receives unusual attention throughout the book and wherever possible is shown in its relation to physical conditions and environment the west receives the best treatment we have noted in any textbook excellent accounts of why settlers went to the west how they traveled how they obtained their land and of how western democracy arose and reacted on the east are here given the authors make no attempt to write down to their readers and we suspect that some of their economic discussions of international trade financial crises and monetary problems will overshoot the mark be it said however that things are everywhere reduced to their simplest terms something must be left to the teacher and to providence some of the other more important topics treated are progress in invention and labor-saving devices and their attendant effects on production the growth of commerce due to increased facilities for transportation the growth of capitalistic combinations corporations and trusts with their attendant problems of legislative regulation the rise of labor unions and their raison d'etre educational literary philanthropic and religious history are given due attention topics in biographical notes an excellent feature of the political and constitutional history is the presence of brief biographical sketches of important statesmen for teachers who prefer to teach american government in connection with the history special provision is made by means of marginal references and supplementary questions and an elaborate outline of topics arising in the text is added with appropriate references to the constitution and to the author's government in state and nation this is further supplemented by a list of topics related to other features of our government not naturally arising in a history course the book is provided with abundant and well-selected illustrations from authentic sources the maps are numerous and helpful but not distinctive at the end of each chapter are suggestive and stimulating topics and questions with references within compass of high school pupils these references are almost unique in that they are specific and brief a few inaccuracies and misleading statements have been noticed the statement there was no gold in this region referring to spanish territory in the united states should be modified none was found for eiler read tyler for cheney read cheney the remark respecting the slave trade that during colonial times no protest seems to have arisen against the wickedness and humanity of this traffic loses sight of the mennonite protest of sixteen eighty eight as well as the work and writings of john woolman anthony benezet and others finally connecticut is correctly stated democratic in the text but erroneously republican in the election map of eighteen seventy six taken as a whole the book is well adapted to its purpose the style is usually simple and direct facts are well selected and are clearly and impartially stated the scholarship is of a high order the index might be made fuller with profit 
Citation. American History by James Alton James, Professor of History in Northwestern University, and Albert Hart Sanford, Professor of History in the Stevens Point, Wisconsin State Normal School, New York, Charles Scribner's Son, 1909. End of section 13.